What's up, everyone? Lexi Rafael here. And we also have Michael Johnson in the house. Yes, we have another interview uh, where we're going behind the scenes. It's going to be really awesome. And today we have a special guest who we will introduce you to in just a bit. And let me tell you a bit about our special guest today. Um, All right, where did it go? There it is. All right. So today we have RK. And she is a highly sought after business sales coach, specializing in helping ambitious coaches and entrepreneurs grow, scale, and close deals. Awesome she's stuff. Awesome. So excited. What did you say? I said she's awesome. I'm so excited to have her on the show. And uh, we're going to jump right into that. Let's cue the intro and then we'll bring her on. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. So let's bring on our special guest, Miss RK in the house. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. Lexi, Michael, thank you so much. This is such a fun experience and what a great intro. Thanks. You're speaking my language. I'm like, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Our cool. favorite thing to talk about. Oh, Nothing like systems. talking about systems. Mm, good stuff. Well, we have so many questions for you. We have yeah. so many things we're going to talk to you about. We're going to try to get through as much of it as we can. So, Lexi, lead the way. What do we got for okay. RK first? Let's start with this one. So, uh, as we talked about in the intro, like, there's a rabbit hole. Uh, when you when you get into marketing, there there is a rabbit hole. And so for you, what was your down the rabbit hole moment? Um, like for us, it was we found ClickFunnels and we found webinars and it was like down we went and we just kept going, going, going. So what was it for you? Yeah. So for, for me, when I first started off, I... You know, and I know Michael and I have known each other for a little bit at this point, and he knows the story that I started off and I decided I was going to hold the summit after I had been in business for like no time, (laughs) like immediately. And um, I gave myself two weeks to pull the summit together. A summit? A summit with speakers, with other speakers. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And I I didn't know how to build a landing page. I didn't know how how to market it. I didn't know how to, you know, like... I didn't even know how to send out blast emails. Like I didn't know how to send out emails. It was that bad because I had come from corporate and kind of transitioned over. And I heard that you needed to build an email list and you needed to, you know, build this big audience. And so I thought the natural inclination of what I was hearing at that point in time, I just happened to get on the right webinar at the right time was do a summit. And I was like, I can do that. Can do anything. Did it. And then, you know, kind of continued down that cycle of, well, let me do another one. Let me do another one. <laughs> right? Right. And so four summits later, you know, I had an event and this like true story, I had an event. It had up to this point, it's been viewed over 9,000 times. Like it had great wow. turnout. Wow. Right. But the reality of that event was that I didn't monetize it. 
So oh, because, no. yeah, I know it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. So much opportunity, right? But the, the reason why it wasn't monetized was because I didn't know. I didn't have a strategy. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And because like, and like so many entrepreneurs when you're starting off, it's like, you buy this, you know, $27 item, this $47 item, you're a deal seeker trying to patch your business together like a, like a quilt. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and it just doesn't work that way. Like it didn't work for me at least until I actually invested in myself and invested in my business to learn real strategies that would actually work and that resonated and really stand up for how I wanted to help people and how I did not want to help people. Like that part was absolutely key. So that was the, the summit piece was definitely a rabbit hole that I went into. Um, and now I host events almost every month. So it's like, it's just a, it was the right place for me. It just wasn't the right time. Right. Wow. Was your summit, um, on sales? Is that how it, how it started or has it shifted to that? Yeah. So the first, the first summit I ever had, I started off as a money coach. So I had just gotten done paying off like a tremendous amount of debt. I paid off $117,000 in 18 months Wow! and just completely transformed my family's life. And that was the reason I was able to become an entrepreneur, right? Right. If I had not done that, I would still be in corporate and still kind of doing the thing and still beating on the glass ceiling and trying to, you know, elevate to the executive level and, you know, probably not really getting there the way I wanted to. Right. Um, And so being able to, shift out of that and become an entrepreneur was like absolutely brilliant. Right. So that was, that was the real shift for me was kind of like making that change. And then I just, you know, I started off as a money coach. I was helping people there, but it just wasn't where my heart was. Right. Right. It just, it really wasn't what I truly wanted to do. So my first summit was like the money matters summit. Right. Right. And brought, you know, God bless everyone that said yes to speak at that summit. Because they had no idea who I was. <laughs> like they couldn't Google me. They would they would come up with nothing. Um, so like you know, kudos to them because they just trusted me. And I had some big names, which I was very surprised with. <laughs> and then um, you know, I did a secondary summit that was called Isolation Sucks because I had a dear friend whose son was suffering from the um implications of being isolated during the pandemic and the mental health pieces. And, you know, I'm definitely not a person that goes like either way on that that trajectory. I don't go down like the vaccine way or the other way. I don't have a conversation at all, but I did want to have a event where people had access to mental health care and had access wow. to resources that were available because a lot of mental health professionals were, were just book solid. Right. So I had a great network. I had amazing people like Mark Merrow was at that summit. He's number one speaker for um, anti-bullying and suicide prevention. And he came and joined us. Like it was absolute fire. Uh, So we did that. I had another one um, immediately after that was called Money Meets Mindset. And that one was the one that was just just blew up. (laughs) So, yeah. That's great. Holy cow. And summits no less. Those are a handful. A lot of of parts, a lot of moving parts and pieces. and, And to be able to pull that off and in short order must have meant that it was uh it was meant for you (laughs) for sure cool you want to go to the next one michael yeah let's let's move through to the next piece we have so many things to ask okay you want me to ask or you want to ask yeah you do it i don't okay i got it 
Um, have you ever had to throw a Hail Mary in your business just to like <laughs> keep going? We love to ask all of our, our people this because um, there, there's so many entrepreneurs that are, are struggling and just trying to figure it out. And so for you, have you ever had to, to throw a Hail Mary? Yeah, I did. I did. So right after the Money Meets Mindset Summit, I again had monetized it and I had like a handful of clients that were paying and wasn't bringing in any substantial money, definitely wasn't making up my income from when I was working in the bank. And I was kind of at this crossroads, like I had employees, I had people to pay. (laughs) And I'm like, where, where's the money coming from? And so what I did is I locked myself in my office for a weekend and I built out a strategy and I said, I just want to help people in a different way. And I'm not entirely sure what that means yet, but I know it's not what I'm doing currently. And right. so I did that. I, I locked myself away. I built out a plan. I built out a, you know, a five-year plan. And I, built, I said, this is what I actually want to accomplish, accomplish. These are the dreams that are scary. The ones that I'm not even sure that I could vocalize out loud to other people because they might think I'm crazy. (laughs) This is what I'm going to do. And then I kind of reverse engineered them. And the next day I hired a business coach with no money. I hired a business coach. Yeah, I did. And the benefit of doing that was I had been working, right? So again, all the systems, I had been working on building this elaborate webinar funnel that was going to just sell all my products and do it all for me and do all the work. And after hiring the business coach, I ended up selling out my next group coaching program without actually ever releasing the funnel. And so it was like, it was a two prong thing. It was, well, I worked really hard on this (laughs) and I really wanted to see it in action. And then the other side was like, did I actually have to spend all that time doing this when I had, there was a system I could have used to get there faster. Right. So it was definitely two prong, but, um, you know, that happened. But what happened very quickly after that is I became, I got burnt out because I was exchanging time for money. Oh, yeah. And it was like every single client I was taking care of was a direct reflection of how much time and energy I was putting into the business. Right. And so that was another shift that had to happen. Right. So now I'm making, you know, 10K months and I'm making great money and things are kind of coming and I'm wanting to scale, but I know I can't scale like this. Right. So kind of took a week off, told my clients, like, we got to take a break for a moment. (laughs) And, uh, you know, kind of put them on an off week and then resettled, hired another business coach. Wow. And then now I have a different approach. Nice. Was able to niche down, was able to really determine exactly how I want to help people, which is so interesting because so today I'm a business sales coach. And I help people by teaching them conversational sales. So I help them by helping them navigate the decision-making process for their clients and doing so without scripts and without cold DMs and without all the old school sales tactics that don't work for today's sophisticated buyers. It just doesn't work. People are so onto that nonsense. They, they immediately repelled by it. Right. And it's exactly what I was doing when I worked in banking and finance. I was teaching sales training. Right. I rolled out programs across enterprises at big banks right. and small banks and an insurance company. Right. And I, for some reason, I don't know why it wasn't the natural thought when I came into becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah. Wow. So interesting. So interesting. Very cool. Um, what... 
was the marketing principle that changed the course of your business? What, because you talked about like you changed to the group coaching side of things and you changed what was happening, but what, what was that marketing principle that changed business? So the principle for me that changed everything was that I truly believe I could help everybody. Right. (laughs) I believe that my message could help everybody. And I'm like, well, everyone can benefit from what I'm doing. It's not just one person or a group, a small niche of people. And I realized that by, by niching down and by reducing my message and actually calling out my target audience in my message, in my content, you know, whenever I blogged or whenever I went on a podcast or whenever I, you know, would post in, in on social, wherever it was, or I went live, whenever I spoke, I wanted people to feel like they were being called out, the people that need to be called out. And I also want to repel the people that need to be repelled. Because if your strategy is cold DMing and sending out a thousand messages a day, I don't want you as my client. Like we, we're not going to vibe. Right, <laughs> right. And like that was that was something that I had to lean firmly into was the message and the the, the, the process is not for everyone. Right. But there are millions of buyers out there for the process. Right. So by speaking to a smaller demographic, a smaller group, you're actually able to speak more deeply to them. Right. And your message resonates in such a deep and meaningful way that when they're scrolling, they just stop. They stop in their scroll. They feel like they're being called out. It's a really beautiful thing. Lovely. What are your thoughts? We get this a lot. But we so we hear this frequently and it, it makes us chuckle. But what are your thoughts on someone saying they don't need marketing right now? Well, I, you know, I'm working on my business, but I don't need marketing. We hear it all the time and we just we just laugh and we just go, oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I think you saw my expression like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> marketing is the core of every business. Right. Marketing is the core of it. If you don't know how to position your business, if you don't know how to share your business or get the word out about your business to other people, marketing comes to in every, like, there's not a single portion of what we do that I can't bring marketing into. Right. Even, you know, down to the smallest little bit of your business, marketing is ingrained throughout it. Everything you do is is ingrained in the marketing. So, for someone to say I don't need marketing right now is, is almost to say I don't need my business right now. <laughs> right. right. It's the same. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, we, we agree. We agree. Totally, <laughs> totally agree. We uh, we teach this cool little acronym. We call it OLE. Stands for Operating System, uh, Lead Generation System, and Evaluation System. And we believe that yeah. from a big picture perspective, you have to have all three of those systems in, and you kind of have to build them in a particular order. So we want to ask you some questions about your operating system, your lead generation system, and your evaluation systems that you that you have implemented. So uh, why don't you take the first one, Lex? Okay, I will. Um, at what point did you realize having a marketing system was more important than just running a one-time tactic? Yeah, no, I think it was, it was when I got burnt out, really. It was yeah. like during that period of time where I was like, this is not fun. And by the way, where are the next round of customers coming from? Like, right. And yeah. what happens after this is done, right? So 
it was at that point that I said, I need to take a moment. I hired the business coach. I hired the, the, this person who, you know, was an expert in, in elevating people in this way. And I said, let me, let me learn from you, which is yeah. something that I think people need to lean into more in the business right. world is investing in themselves. Right. It's almost like, it's a badge of honor that you figured it out over the course of three years. <laughs> and I'm like, well, how much money did you lose? Right. By trying to figure it out over three years. Like what, right. what happened? Yeah. So yeah, it was during that period of time that I really had to lean into that. I needed a great system right. that worked and I did not want to do it the same way everybody else was doing it. Right. Right. I don't want to post the same post that everyone else is doing because I just sound like more same in the, in the ocean of, of, of marketing in the ocean of social media. And that's just not, what I'm about. I'm, I'm very yeah. different from any other sales coach. No one has my process. No one uses my strategy. Right. And my strategy works differently from everyone else's. There's no manipulation, no uh, manipulation tactics. There's no, right. you know, feeling the pain and twisting the knife. There's none of that nonsense. Right. And so for heart centered sellers, they're going to resonate more deeply with that but if I use the same marketing strategy that everybody else uses, it just doesn't work. So I love that philosophy. And I'm sure you've talked about it before the, you know, blue ocean strategy, right? right? That's, that's a hundred percent where I want to be. I don't want to be the red ocean. Right. Right. Cool. What's your core, if we, if you don't mind us asking, what's your core product in your business? Yeah, phenomenal. I have a mastermind. So I have a revolving mastermind that people are able to hop into at any point in time. And it's built up very differently than what other people currently do. This is a holistic process because here's the reality. I realize that people are going to, even if you're the best salesperson in the world and you can rock any sales call, you still need to get in front of clients. Right. <laughs> and so I've structured my program to help people be able to get in front of their target audience and then help them navigate the decision-making process. And we do that from a combination of one-to-one, -one. you know, there's one-to-one -one aspect within my program. We do that from a combination of group coaching, tactical coaching. And we also have um, role play practice that happens every single week. So people cool. can actually practice. We just got off that before getting onto this podcast tonight. And um, we also have some coaching corner aspect as well. People can come for Q&A. Cool. On top of that, there's kind of that support that's always there from a Facebook group environment. And people can reach out for questions whenever they have them. So the level of service and support is so much deeper than what's typically out there. Cool. Cool. Love that. That's awesome. That very cool. Very cool. So many people don't realize that having a core product uh, – is so imperative and and we oftentimes catch small business owners particularly uh but i i wouldn't say that the veteran business owners aren't guilty of this as well but they're wandering around with their heads cut off like a chicken because they have so many offerings so many products that are their baby and they're trying to offer all of them and they're not succeeding because they're they're running around doing too many things how many ways do you currently have that people can get to? Like we talk about having different strategies and systems. How many different ways do you have that, that lead people to your core offer? Let's think about that for a second. So I have, cause there's a lot, yeah. <laughs> like it can't just be one. So 
I have a multi-layered approach. I have a Facebook group that I use as a funnel to bring people to me. I go live in my Facebook group every single week and I share value. I have at least six different lead magnets that will appeal to different things within my core audience's needs. Right. right? So if someone is looking for, um, you know, more confidence within their sales, their sales conversations. We have confidence mantras. If someone's looking for how to overcome objections, we have two strategies to overcome objections. If someone's looking to figure out where they can promote, we have 200 Facebook groups where you can promote. I've got something for everything. Then um, we also have um, training that is in our database as well that we offer from time to time that will lead people directly to a sales call. Everything is funneling people to an ultimate sales call. That's the goal. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Very Love cool. That. Um, do you, so I guess everything leads to a sales call. Do you, so do you prefer one-on-one selling than rather than one-to-many? So well, I, I do. I absolutely do because especially with what I teach and the fact that I'm teaching you how to rock your sales calls, yeah. I need to model the behavior. I need yeah. to show you exactly what's going on. And why you're feeling a certain way at different points. And when you're not, you know, really owning up to how you're truly feeling at a certain point. Like, right? Like, we got to we gotta go deep. So by modeling how to do it, people are like, wait a minute, that's exactly what I'm going to learn? And the answer is yes. Like, you're going to learn how to actually have this conversation. And by the way, there's no more sales scripts. You're not going to have this long diatribe next to you where you're trying to wait and think about the next thing you say. You're going to have a system of different types of family of questions that you're going to use in your sales flow. And you're going to be able to think on your feet. People know when you're looking for the next question, they're watching you like, okay, is she really listening to what I'm saying? Is he really listening to what I'm saying? (laughs) Or are they waiting for me to just like stop and then they can ask me the next thing? It's, it's so felt, right? So by, by, by being able to teach people how to think on their feet and how to think about conversations and relationship building in a different way, yeah. it tr- it translates differently. And then guess what happens is people have more confidence and they're more likely to say yes immediately. Then we teach the follow-up. Yeah. yeah. Love so, that. Are you, are, are you running ads to all of these lead magnets or is it more just organic? How, how's that working for you? Yeah. So this year is my year of organic. I'm doing okay. full organic right now. And I'm on a mission to see how far I can go just with organic. Cool. <laughs> I want to see how far I can go. Next year will be the year of ads. Okay. And we're lining up and building right now so that we're prepared for being able to execute next year. Cool. Very cool. Love that. So many people think that they have to do ads to get started. And so I appreciate, <laughs> uh, I appreciate that so much. You know, there's so many cool ways that you can do organic and and be successful with it. But I think a lot of people just don't commit to the process and they don't commit to following through with making organic work and uh, they get impatient, you know, and, and that's the, the rough part. Have you found similar things? So much so. So it's interesting because you're right. It it does get hard. And there's moments, especially when you're doing organic marketing and you're, you know, maybe you're posting in Facebook groups, which is like definitely one of our strategies and that type of thing. And you see a post go out and they get, there's no comments. No one responds to it. The immediate thought is that that post failed. The reality is it's not the case. Your post maybe didn't fail. 
Maybe you need to tweak a word here or there. Maybe you just need to change the color in the background and, you know, it's going to appeal to someone differently. Maybe you just need to repost the exact same thing and it just was the wrong time, you know? Like, you have to test so many different things to really get it out there. But I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not not an ads expert, but I feel like that's the same thing with ads. You have to test ads to see how they work. And aren't you better suited to have built a core audience of buyers so you have a audience of lookalike that you can go to when you start to run ads? You know exactly the type of people that are more likely to purchase your products? That was always my philosophy, which is why we're going this route first of organic and then we're going to ads because this moment is allowing us to build a large audience of buyers, people who are deeply interested and convert them, and then we can accelerate 10x by transitioning to ads and have a lot of that like wasted money that ends up happening or people are trying to figure it all out. We're going to be ahead of the game. Cool. Cool. I love that. What's the best lead magnet you've ever built? Uh, Yeah, I have one that goes viral. Like It's just amazing. (laughs) The best lead magnet is my ugliest lead magnet. And, <laughs> oh, I'm I so happy you said that. <laughs> I love it. I actually have I have this in mind because I remember I think it was last year Michael and I were talking, and um, he had mentioned that like sometimes the ugliest landing pages just convert like crazy. Yeah. And I had always been in my mind that I need to make these beautiful elaborate landing pages. <laughs> right. So I said I'm gonna try this when I make my next one, and I did. I made an ugly landing page that was so simplistic, so simple, but it had great copy. Right. It had a really cool like little video that kind of showed the value of the item that they were getting. It scrolled through the item. It was so simple to make. Right. And it's called the Ultimate Guide to Facebook Promo Groups. Cool. It's a list of 200 groups that allow for promotion in Facebook groups. Nice. So it's high value. But then on top of that, what I, I didn't want to just give people a list because plenty of people give lists. Right. I wanted to explain how to build relationships in those groups. So right. I actually built out exactly how you can use different types of posts to build relationships cool. and to promote your offers. So built that out. And then that one has brought us in thousands of people. It's just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Do you advertise that or do you just do it organically as well? Completely organically. But that's the one that you'll get like a thousand comments, 1500 comments, 800 comments. It it just produces over and over and over and over again. It's like the gift that keeps giving. Cool. And of course we can, we'll post that for you too. We'll put that link in. Yeah, please. All right, cool. Because I'm sure everybody's going to want to see it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm awesome. just producing that well. That's very cool. Very cool. And then do you just go back and like comment on them and give the link right there or do you message them directly and give them We we because of how many people have commented, we can't just message everyone. We would get right. blocked on Facebook just way too quickly. Right. Um so <laughs> sorry, I apologize, but so what what we do and then another part of the thought process is by leaving the link, people that come across it later on are going to be able to naturally go to it, especially if they see like 800 or a thousand people have commented on something. They're going to be like, what's this? Let me go see what this is. 
So we do leave the link because it has that trailing effect that will happen. Um, and then we have some tactics around it to try and make sure that people grab it and, you know, comment that they've it, they've gotten it and then nurture that as well. Right. So like it's, it's a long game strategy. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. That's so cool. I can't wait to put that in and everybody out there. I hope you are going to pay attention to that because you need to go get it and learn but also take advantage of the amazing information that's in there. That sounds incredible. I can't wait to get it myself. I am such a marketing nerd. <laughs> You'll really love it. It funnels right. It directs people to join the, our Facebook group. The Facebook cool. group has really fire questions, like directs awesome. people to hop on a call. It's, it's every single moment in this funnel has a purpose and a reason down to the video that you watch on page two. Like cool. every single segment of it has a specific purpose. And again, it's not pretty. It's deliberately not pretty right. because by not being pretty, we have, we save space yeah. so that people can see certain parts of this and it, it keeps them scrolling as they go. So like it, it, yeah, every part of yeah. it was deliberate. That's awesome. Very that cool. is awesome. One, two. So do you utilize the email as well in, in that process or? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Cause obviously you're getting their email, but you said you were directing them to your group, but, but yeah, definitely there's lots of emails and, and systems. Yeah. So we, we do have email and email is, I think one of a very, very important part of, of an overall strategy. Um, now I know that it's hard to kind of understand how many people are actually clicking on your emails quite so much because of privacy settings now with right. Apple and so on. But, you know, if we think that a good open rate is somewhere between like 20 and 25%, then like you're missing out on a lot of people if you don't have an email strategy. Wow. So we do, I do use an email strategy within my business and it's, it can't just be a one-off email where you just give them the device and you, you call it done. Like yeah. a sequence is absolutely key that educates them, gets them exposure to you. It, the email being written in your tone and your voice and get, giving them the ability to learn more about you and reveal more about you. And then for us, we use the email also as a way to like get people to comment back to us, to email us back directly. There's some tactics like that. We also offer additional, like an additional freebie, like a video course that leads directly to a sales call. You know, so we do some things like that, but get them used to the idea that we're going to be emailing like quite frequently. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, We email a couple, like maybe almost every day. Nice. Good. I like it. (laughs) We like that. Um, Let's move on to the the number side of things. Yeah. Because we love talking. That's the evaluation side of things, right? The the E. So we've got the O, we've got the L, we've got the E. Um, and we believe that it is so important that you start tracking and paying attention to your numbers. And so what numbers do you track daily? Yeah, so daily I look at I look at how the lead magnets are performing. I look at how many people are going to the page and how it's converting. Right. So I'm looking at like how many people are clicking on the page and how many people are actually signing up. Because that for me, I want that number to be over 12%. 12% is supposed to be good. So I, of course, want to be better than good. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, that's how I measure my lead magnets. I kind of keep that 12% threshold and say, I want to be over that for all of them. If something's underperforming, that to me tells me there's a copy opportunity. So I'm going to look at the copy and I'm going to see how I can optimize it 
then I'll take a little bit more time and just kind of keep getting closer and closer and closer. And I can't, like, I have to be real, okay? I can't tell you everything about my business is perfect. It's not. Like, I find little things here or there. I found an issue with my, like, my um, my call set up the other day where, like, there just wasn't enough notifications going out. But this is part of the process. It's part of optimizing. It's part of going in and looking, right? Like, so if we realize we have a, a, a large number of people who are not showing up on calls, like we found we had a no call opportunity. And I was like, people don't just naturally not show up on calls, right? There's going to be a percentage of people that don't show up. It's not going to be a large percentage. So let's look at our process and understand where that could be happening. And we were able to identify that by adding in a few different calendar um, alerts that would happen, right? An email alerts that would happen, that that would help to reduce that. So now we're tracking to see how that has impacted. And if we've created enough touch points to reduce our no call show. So like, it's, yeah. it's all those little things. And one thing, I don't know if it's just like, I like the analytics or the numbers or that type of thing, because I'm a little bit of a nerd. But you got to, you have to find joy within that process. Like what lights you up, right? Because there are hard moments. It's hard to see a post fail. It's hard. To yeah. see, it's hard to see a lead magnet that's like having tons of people go to it and no one's signing up for it. And you're like, well, what, what just happened here? What's wrong with it? Right. You start to internalize. Yeah. And there's one piece of advice that I can give that I gave to my mastermind two weeks ago. And one person in my mastermind, two people actually took it to, took it to real heart. And what happened after I gave this advice and I'll tell you what the advice is after. What happened after I gave us advice is that person then went on to, she had one person enrolled in a group coaching program. She was a little bit down about it, right? And she's like, well, I'm not really sure what's going on. What happens? Gave her the advice. The next week, she had 30 people enrolled in her group coaching program. Yeah. So there's like one That's note amazing. to take on this. Take the note, okay? The piece of advice I gave them all was that we need to be, we need to choose our leadership style within our business. We need to choose the type of leaders we're going to be. Are we going to, you know, kind of internalize everything that happens within our business and start to, you know, have the Sakaras or cycle on them and think about them over and over again? Or are we going to look at our business from the 30,000 foot view as surgeons, as scientists and analytically and look at where are the clogs in the the process? Where are the roadblocks? What do we, what can we tweak? What small tweaks can we make? And how can we test what has happened based upon those tweaks? Right. And I gave that advice to one person. Again, she went on, sold out her program. She she understood the assignment. 30 people is ridiculous. It is just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And then another person sold out her first program as well in 48 hours. So yes. it's like, but but sometimes people need to hear it. Like it's not, you, you got to get out of yourself and you have to start thinking about things in a different perspective yeah totally totally um so the lead magnet you got the lead magnet side of things are there other numbers that you track as well that you're paying attention to like how many sales calls you're getting and and that kind of stuff yeah no so we so i have okay i (laughs) i kind of i'm not sure how how scary we're going to make it for people (laughs) (laughs) well actually let me let me jump in yeah she she loves the scary but here's the thing part of our journey in creating marketing choreography Mm -hmm. was coming to the realization much as you have as well that 
so many people out there were teaching a piece of the marketing. Yeah. And we went and followed right along as good students do, as so many I'm sure that are listening. Good students were going to do what they told us. And and then we found ourselves at this place where we had done all these really good things that were literally correct. But we had this hodgepodge Frankenstein thing going on. Yeah. And we just got so angry about it and maybe a little jaded. And we said, you know what? That's got to stop. That has got to stop because in efforts to not scare people away, mm-hmm. people have started teaching just pieces and parts. And now we're building or passing on this idea that you should build a Frankenstein of a business. And that's not how it has to be. And that's part of why we wanted to create marketing choreography and start talking to people about systems because the people like yourself that have figured it out, you've got this system. You've got a system that you said and you can look at from a 30,000 point view and go, okay, what do we do with that? Whereas most people are doing these like offshoots and one thing here, one thing there and trying to piece it or sew it together somehow. So yeah, I don't mind. I don't think we're going to scare them because if they're <laughs> no. listening to our podcast already, if they're listening to this show and if have, have been in our community, then they've started to realize that this is massively important. So fire away. Okay. Scare the heck out of them. <laughs> All right, let's let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Okay. So so one of the tools that I I realized earlier in was that, you know, a lot of people look at sales as a numbers game right? Like the sales is numbers game. And I don't look at sales numbers game. I look at lead generation as a numbers game. And so to bring in the amount of leads that would, you know, they, they always say like, if you hop on a sales call, one in 10 should say yes. Right. So I kind of kept that in my mind as I was creating this, and I created a little calculator that would show me the different activities that I should do each week, right. To get to however many sales calls it would take to close, like however many deals I want to close, right? So for instance, if I want to close, you know, five deals this week, I need to get on X amount of set, 50 calls, 50 sales calls. And then my journey is that I want to beat that number, right? Because my closing rate is higher than 10%. Right. So I created a calculator and I use that calculator. And that's one of the things that we use within our business is we can say this week, we're going to do these types of engagement posts. We're going to do these types of promotional posts. We're going to do these types of value posts. And we're going to do this amount of number, this number of them in these different groups because we created a system for it. And so you don't necessarily need a calculator to do that for you. You can, you can work that out and throw it into a spreadsheet or throw it into a Google Doc and say, this is what I'm going to be working on each week and then kind of create your own numbers behind it. But that part was really important because we have to take, again, the emotion out of it. We have to have a strategy that's in place that doesn't allow us to emotionally make decisions for our business because our emotions are not safe. (laughs) They're just just not in that way. I mean, not when it comes to, because the minute that we see something that's not going well, we might start feeling bad and say, well, I'm just not going to do that for today. Right. I'm not going to take, I'm not going to do this part right now. And so by having a system where you can take that out of it and look at it from a, a bigger view and say, this has nothing to do with me. This is the strategy. The strategy is not working at this moment in time. Let me make a, a tweak so I can fix this. 
and get back on track. It changes the whole dynamic. So that's one thing that we do as well that allows us to track. We also track our number of comments like um, that we're getting on posts. So we can see what copy is working and what copy is not working or not performing quite as well. This does change cyclically for some reason. So I'm not quite sure why yet. <laughs> but depending upon when it is right in the year, it seems it change, seems to change what people want to hear. Um, right. I'm sure as time goes on, I'll have more insight as to why that is. But for now, we're just kind of tracking it and seeing, okay, what are people responding to right now? Right. And then we're just doing more of what they need to hear. Right. Yeah. That's Very such cool. a commitment to the system. I love that. And yeah. it's such a commitment to getting inside the mind of your, uh, your ideal client, your, your niche. And uh, I think a lot of times in the beginning stages, businesses and people that are starting their businesses, they just don't believe that you have to actually do that. And you do, you have to, you have to dig in and you have to know your customer. You have to know your client and, and it's not uh, okay. I know them. I'm done. And it's, uh-huh. it's continuous and it's growing and it's evolving. And, and uh, uh, you spoke that beautifully. I love it. It's yeah, really we cool. do. We do market research. Like the team and I do market research all the time. Yeah. Like all the time we're serving. If we host an event, there'll be no less than like nine to 10 polls that will happen during an event that are planned out, that are strategized ahead of time to really understand exactly where people are, because then we can create, we can curate that event more towards what people need to hear, but we can also better understand where, where, where we're shaping to go, right? right? Like where, where are we going? So that was, and especially when it came down to niching down and really understanding how I want to help people, I didn't make a firm decision that I wanted to be a business sales coach until I think three months of straight serving, we were offering people anything. Do you want yeah. this book? Do you want this thing? Please answer the survey. Whatever you want, just answer the survey. <laughs> I love that. Like we were, you know, like nonstop because I really wanted to understand what it was and what language people needed to hear to make a decision and right. to, to, to really get them where they were. Right. That's cool. That is very cool. Wow. Do you have any more questions, Lexi? I don't. Do you have any more questions? Oh my gosh. I probably have oh, about well, okay. Yeah. I have like a hundred more questions. <laughs> we could talk for hours. Well, let's, but... let's go with this. Uh, besides the cool lead magnet that, uh, that we'll drop that we talked about, we'll put that in the, in the description for everybody. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? How would you like them to, to learn more about what you're doing and what link can we put in so that they can go and check you out? Yeah, I mean, so I would love, love, love to invite everyone to join my Facebook group. Cool. My Facebook group is called Moneyful Mentors, and it's a community for coaches, for entrepreneurs who want to learn organic sales strategy, who want to learn different ways to connect with their ideal audience, and who want to close more sales. Nice. Right. So if those are things that you're kind of looking for, then you absolutely need to come join us. And everyone that joins us in that community, I offer what's called a sales audit. And the sales audit is you and I hopping on a call and we look at a few things. We look at your pitch, we look at your position, and we look at exactly how you're marketing your offer. 
And then from there, we create a customized strategy for you. And so some people would say like, well, why would you ever do that? Because like, why would you hop on a free call like that and give all that stuff away? But the reality is there's a percentage of people that are going to say this this is a fire strategy. Thank you so much. I'm going to go execute it. Then there's a further percentage of people that are going to say, I would love to figure out how we can work together to execute it together. Nice. So, yeah. Awesome. So I invite you guys for both. Awesome. Very cool. Awesome. Everybody go join that group. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait because I love this stuff and I can't wait to learn more from you. You're awesome. This has been so much fun. Holy cow. We could probably do this for hours, but, uh, but I think uh, that's a good place to close up for the evening. What do you think Lex? Yeah, I think that's a good place. Good place. We're so grateful that you uh, joined us today and shared all of your knowledge with, with our community and, and hopefully somebody can find their way to you and, and uh, learn more. You are incredible. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure. Thank you guys so much. This has been such a great conversation. So much fun. You definitely asked me things that I was not, I was not even fully prepared for. I was like, oh, <laughs> interesting, but so much, so many beautiful turns. And I'm just wishing you guys so much success in this podcast. And I know you're going to rock it. This is exactly what people need to hear. And they need to hear that, like, the different types of strategies, how people are going about it, and the like, under-the-hood process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, thanks so much. Thanks, Thank everybody, you. for joining us. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on the Marketing Choreography Podcast. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.